What is going on, everybody? Hopefully the mics work. This is on Jez because uh, he's streaming it, so the mics do work. What's up? This is uh, Xbox Two Plus One. I am the host, as usual, Randall Thor Nineteen, the man with the million, and we have managing editor Jez Corden <coughs> with us as well. What's up, hello, Jesse? hello, hello. Yes, what what a what a fun couple of weeks in Xbox Land. This <laughs> thing. <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. Yes, but uh, the star of the show today, we have the king, King David from Iron Lords Podcast, joining us when we asked you who you guys wanted for Patreon, for, for this show specifically, a lot of you were like, we need King David to be here, and uh, while well, he's graced us with his presence, um, thank you so much for being here, buddy. Oh man, thanks uh, for having me. Um I told you, you're the only guy that can get me on without a camera. And um, <laughs> let's get for the biscuit, uh, beat you to it on Friday. <laughs> well, actually, I have, I've had, ha- we have had you on yes. without your camera, yes. right? Because you complained that I play favorites and I get Lord Cognito on here more than you. Yeah. Uh, but now I think, I think you guys are tied though. I think you guys, I think you guys are tied. I but I was voted in by the populace. You know, so that is true. You were yeah. voted in. So uh, he, he just, was not. Yeah, exactly. He, he was just, hey, Cog, what do you want to do? You want to get on? You're like, yeah, come on, let's do it. <laughs> you know, me, I need the the the, the populace in the streets. Rand, Jazz, get King there. You know, so oh, thank you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, but, uh, I I was looking at the the DM I sent you earlier, and the most recent DM I sent you before then was like 2021, where I was where I was saying. You know, me and Rand are thinking about doing a guest show. Do you want to come on if we do? That was like 2021. Has it really yep. taken us this long to get this show going? Yes. Oh, my Yo, God. I'm looking at it right now. That's hilarious. Uh, yep. Yeah, you're right. Oh, man. It's been a long time. July 2021. You're yeah. right. <laughs> but for those of you who don't know who King David is, he is probably, what we would say, the, the most vocal member uh, of... Iron Lords podcast, which is usually live every single Sunday between the hours of 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. <laughs> Long ass show, just like ours. Uh, my favorite podcast. I have been say I've said that for I don't know how long. Like one of the only shows where I will check out a lot of podcasts for maybe 10, 20, 30 minutes. Iron Lords is like the only show I watch for hours. Thank you me. know? Um, and it's, it's incredible cause I talked to Cog and I talked to you and, you know, I was on the show back in the very beginning yeah. when like nobody knew who Iron Lords was. Now they're like, sought, people want to be on ILP. It's like a, okay. yeah, it's like it, you have, you haven't made it in the community if you haven't been on that show. Right. Yeah, that's when people want to clean themselves of whatever dirt they did over there. <laughs> <laughs> they come on and you have been absolved. <laughs> say, say a thousand, whatever, whatever's, and uh, yeah, you're good. You bend the knee, you're good. <laughs> bend the knee. Bend the knee. Yeah, I've been bending the knee, pause, uh, so much because of this Redfall stuff. Even. Oh, yeah. Oh, I wish God, we man. could have, like, better, not better, but more positive things to talk about today but uh i mean most of it's going to be revolving around i don't know we'll, we'll just talk about whatever because that's what the show is it's just free flow nothing's planned i don't have any topics written down 
Um, we're just talk about whatever, whatever we want, want to talk about. Um, so what do we want to talk about first, Jez? Okay. I want to know, before, before we get into some Xboxy topics, I want to know the story of how King and the Iron Lords came together. Like, how did, how did you, how did you, how did you guys meet? How did, how did this whole Iron Lords thing happen? Because one of the issues that I have as a human being is that Mm -hmm. I've got no memory whatsoever. I can't remember, for example, me and Rand met at E3. I can't remember right. it at all. I can't remember how me and Rand even started <laughs> dis- discussing having a podcast and all that kind of history. So I'm always interested to hear like how people got started doing this. Because You, you do remember how me and you met, though, right? I, I, In person. Yeah. He, that's a no. He doesn't remember, King. <laughs> no, no. He has to remember that because it was just like... We met at E3, right? Yes, exactly. There oh, we go. Of All right. Okay. All right. I I met loads of people and like, but I just it's You're such a, a blur, man. It's not that man. Like when the last I think when we met at E three, I was like, I was like small and a nobody, but yeah. I was I was like I was so I get so laser focused and get tunnel vision that I just I seriously can't remember meeting Rad at all. I just sort of got this I got this vague sort of memory in my head of thinking Jesus, he's tall. yeah um all right so um cog sov and i we've known each other forever um so much so that uh we're family right um and attic i met attic separately right and i didn't even know he knew my cousin i I didn't that's cog i didn't even know he knew him attic and i was playing destiny and that's when his name was room to kill and um, we play all the time. Very good guy. And, you know, I get I get this protective nature about me, like, you know, just don't mess with my friends. And it was this guy that was, like, harassing them, bothering them, and threatening them. And um, I didn't take kindly to it. And had said some things to the guy or whatever. And um, then my cousin jumped into one of our parties and he was talking to attic and i'm like you know him and he was like yeah i know him that's 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 ruin the kill and yeah we, we're talking about uh doing the destinies podcast i was yeah. like oh i didn't know that okay so they wind up doing that and they had um a three other members or two other members that it just didn't work right it didn't fit and and it's not because it didn't fit because of the individuals. It just, it wasn't enough chemistry there. Like my cousin, he's, he's back from the run DMC days. So he needs that, you know, back and forth. Me and him have that. And, you know, then you throw Sov in there with his wisdom and his knowledge and the level of interjection that he does when, when, when he speaks, he, he, he's a, uh, uh, a small man, not not small in stature, but small man that carries a big stick. Very quiet, very humble, but when he speaks, it reverberates. And then Attic is the wild card because he's mm. the young dude who just you know he's just rambunctious. So we all we, we don't really know what Alex Attic's going to say next. Like really, honestly, seriously, I know y'all think that y'all don't know what I'm going to say next. I really don't know, have any clue of what Attic's going to say next. So that's <laughs> how the dynamic really works. But um, that's and so they had solve guest appearance on the show first, 
then Saul went and they, they was like, oh, this works. It clicks. And then, you know, my cousin was like, yo, would you want to come on? I'm like, hell yeah. And, you know, jumped on. And then it was just like, it really flowed. And then from that moment, we were like, well, you know, 12 people just watching us. And we just, you know, plugging along, just having a good time on Sundays. And we said, you know, let's go to these shows. My cousin was going to E3. I said, he'll never go to California again without me. Um, again, that's that protective nature thing in me because I heard California is this wild, crazy place. Got out there and, you know, California is cool. And, you know, just making sure that he's safe. And then, you know, Sovereign came with us to a, a time to E3. Then we got Attic to fly out and then we started doing packs. And, and I said, you know, if we're going to do this, we um, revised the logo. Uh, shout out to uh, SWAT, help me with that. And then De Niro, uh, Pinero fixed up the stuff. Then we got the logo. And then uh, I went on a merch run, pushing out merch to people, giving out. We brought a lot of shirts. And um, 2000 and some change worth of shirts just to hand them all out to people. Damn. And we didn't even have probably 500 subs. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's investment. That, yeah, that's that's a lot of you know quinones at that time, but at that time I had three companies, so you know um, that was pre you know pandemic, and um, everybody was in a decent space where we were able to work and have money to do some extra stuff to try to make this thing happen, and then we just started reinvesting. We just started seeing people showing up, and the 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 community is incredible. And shout out to Dizzy, uh, who saw the potential and sacrificed his website. Like we we built uh, LordsOfGaming.net off of the infrastructure of his other website, and I forgot what it's called right now. So please forgive me, Dizzy. Um, but uh, yeah, so we we did that, and we had the website, and we started going to these shows, and we started getting media. So when we got media, it was like a huge thing. And when I met Jez, see, Jez doesn't think he's a celebrity. Mm, he doesn't. Yeah, he is, though. He is, though. <sighs> like, you, you ever look at somebody and they got, like, a little glow over them? Right? <laughs> and he's, oh, I'm, I'm sitting there with Tim, and me and Tim is talking, and I hear him talk behind me. Now, I don't know what show I heard him talk on before, but I was like, who's that, Tim? He's like, that's Jez. I was like, oh, he said, yeah, from Windows Central. I was like, oh, swat, that's Jazz Jazz. He was like, yeah, that's Jazz Jazz. And I was like, introduce me now. <laughs> <laughs> so we went back to your role in, um, you know, Tim introduced me to you. And he was so gracious and so cool. And he was like, oh, you know, we should get a pint when you come out over to where I'm at. And I'm like, hell yeah, definitely. But um, you was just gracious and humble and engaging. But you know, everybody wanted a piece of jazz at that time. Pause. You know, they were there, like, <laughs> you know, have a conversation with them. But it, do you, you remember know, what year crazy. that was? No, I don't. Uh, I remember the Keanu that's the year. The right? Keanu, yes, that's the Keanu year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I do remember then. What was yeah. that 2019? The, that was the last Xbox was show, the right? Last, that was the last time. Yeah. Man, last live Xbox show. It, it kind yeah. of feel that that's. It's kind of weird now thinking back to 2019. None of us realized that that might have been the last ever live Xbox E3. Thinking about it. It is. That's crazy. Realizing that now. 
But that's awesome, man. Like, do do you do you guys like live near each other? Do you know each other in real life, or is this all come together yeah. purely online? No, no, no. We know each other in real life. Me, Cog, and Salve uh, used to hang out with each other like every day, and then you know every Saturday, definitely. Like we would be uh, playing Halo with TVs, and like we we brought t- extra televisions and link cables and all this other stuff, and that's had sixteen awesome. people in the house. And I don't know how his mom's dealt with, with <laughs> rowdy dudes, but I guess it was better than being out on the streets because you know we come from the South Bronx, and it's. It's worse now, if you can believe it, but it was very bad then. And I come from the like the worst side, right? Um, and Cog was like in a little slice of heaven. So I would leave that worst side just to get to the good side and just just to have a, a reprieve, basically. So our video games was our reprieve. Um Attic is the only one that lives in a distance from us. He lives in West Virginia, but every time we go to these shows, you know, he flies out or, you know, we take the train or whatever and um, he gets to us. But um, yeah, that's Attic is the only one that didn't grow up with us, you know, age different wise as well. So. You wouldn't know it though. Cause I think like you all have such a rapport, like Attic too, like you have like such yeah. a flow and it works so well. I think like that's really important with podcasts is like, there has to be a sort of rapport and camaraderie that you can't fake it. You just cannot fake it. Like I've done, I've done podcasts before, before doing podcasts with Rand and it was, it always just felt kind of forced almost like a chore. And then like yeah. when, when I get on with Iron Lords or when I get on with Rand, it, you know, or any of the, some of the other guys in the community, like Colton Gaz, it's just so much fun. It doesn't feel like work and it, you know, as suppose well it does that, feel like a reprieve for me as well. Yeah. It's um, it's respect. I honestly respect everyone's opinion that's on the show or people that we vibe with. If Cog tells me Rand is, is is cool, Rand is a go, then Rand is cool. So no questions asked. You know, um, that's just how it is. That's because we value and respect the word of our brother. And you know, um, Iron Lords is you just see the small fraction of Iron Lords. It's really Channel Five. Channel 5, it's like 20 members. It's huge and vast. Um, and that's from all the people that were playing the video games inside the house together. Like, we <laughs> literally played hours upon thousands <laughs> of hours of video games. Halo, that's why Xbox has such a big place in our heart because Halo was, besides GoldenEye, GoldenEye was cool, but that was four players, right? Halo was the one that opened up the doors to being across the room from somebody yelling out, I'm kicking your butt and I'm going to do it in style. And he's in the (laughs) next room and you got people running from one room to the next to see the screen and, and see what's happening. And it was challenges thrown down and people walked the streets butt naked because they lost bets. So, so we wasn't given knees back then. You know, uh, if you lost, you know, potential, you'd be walking down the street butt naked. Um, and, you know, shout out to Black Magic, who, who lost that bet to me. <laughs> That's what uh, made Halo great back then, Jazz. You yeah. wouldn't know anything about that, though. Yeah, well, d- actually, I kind of like, I was in a similar boat, you know. Like, we used to, I, I did play Halo at school. We used to... I had an Xbox, original Xbox, and the only game I had was Halo. It was like the Halo machine. 
Oh. Like everyone, everyone had their PS2. But like I, I had an Xbox, and I was like the only kid in the whole in my whole group that had an Xbox. So we used to we used to skip school and go and play Halo at my house. You know, snipers and blood gulch and all that kind of stuff. So you know, I I do have some of those memories as well. You know, it's but it was always like. It was weird because it was all. It was still always about PlayStation, you know. <laughs> and it was like Xbox was this weird thing that only had one game, as far as as far as I was aware. I missed out on all these great Xbox games like Knights of the Republic and stuff like that. But I think King, like when you talk about like g- going from going like you you go to Cognito's house for the reprieve right. from the environment you were in. That's that yeah. was similar for me because like the school I went to like similar sort of environment now rough as hell there was a riot van there every friday because like every friday there'd be gang violence and eventually it got to the point where the police were like okay well we have to make sure we got a presence there to stop what's going on mm-hmm. so you know kids like me sort of like you know i'm a lover not yeah. a fire i just used to not go to school i was like well I'd rather not risk getting killed today, so I'm just gonna stay at home and play Halo. So, yeah, it was it was a reprieve, and I think I think that's you know where a lot of that, you know, the passion for gaming that like oftentimes people looking from the outside and they see like grown grown dudes or, or women now, you know, grown yeah. grown people getting so invested in this stuff, they just they just don't get it, you know. It's just like it it's just it's a hobby, just like any other hobby that you invest yourself into, yeah. right? I always tell people, you know, you got to laugh, cry, and enjoy your days. Always, right? And, and then you have a very fulfilled day. You, you have to do so. You have to find something that you're passionate about. I'm passionate about a couple of things, but one thing that I'm truly passionate about is these video games. Mm-hmm. And the, because I know where I would be without them, right? So... The the fact that uh, video games has uh, saved me from certain things, uh, I have a, re- a true respect for it. A lot of a lot of people think, oh, you know, uh, he hates PlayStation. I don't. I was there from when PlayStation was conceived. Um, I've had every PlayStation console that's ever come out, handheld uh, or uh, console itself. Same thing with the Nintendo. Same thing with Turbo Graphics and everything else. I'm just a a game connoisseur, but my blood bleeds green mm-hmm. because of what happened to Sega. Now uh, I'm a true, true Sega head, but <laughs> excuse me. But when Sega left unceremoniously, Microsoft filled that void. You know, Bill Gates looked over, had a bunch of money and decided that this is what they wanted to do. And after watching the documentary, I, I was like truly more invested in what it could have been and what it became. And it was a point where they were almost out the door and, you know, shout out to Phil Dominus, Maximus Aurelius Spencer. Um, for, they gave him an unbelievable task in front of him. And I don't know by wits and by charm or skin of his teeth, by guile, he made it through. He made it to a place where the, the 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 company, the brand itself, is a little bit more respectable. I know coming into what we're about to talk about, <laughs> that's, you know, yeah, true. 
but one mistake doesn't erase a history of achievements, right? Uh, a couple of mistakes don't do that. You know, no one is infallible, but at the same time, they got to be held accountable. So you know, I hold him accountable, but at the same time, I, I see his achievements and I respect yeah. him for it. He's uh, he's trending on Twitter. I looked I looked earlier. Phil Spencer was trending on Twitter, and if you look at through that hashtag, whew, a lot of people calling for his job. Yeah, they a can lot call of people, they want, you, you know, know. Yeah. unhappy with current situation. You know, Jez. King is also notorious for his prediction about uh, the PS6. Yeah, it's not making it. There's, he, yeah, he he says there's no PS6. PS5 right. is the last console PlayStation will ever make. Why yep. do you think that? Okay, so I think this this generation goes ten years, right? And yeah. I'm looking at the yeah because we were stunted three years, three years into our growth cycle, we were stunted with the pandemic now if we look at the 360 and the playstation 3 i think they went eight years mm-hmm. uh before we got a new console yeah. and at that point in time they were talking about it being the last consoles but they still have research and development and both of them hemmed and hard until they actually came up with consoles now playstation was almost out the door if the 360 would have stuck the landing with xbox one those guys you would have uh, so you wouldn't have got a PlayStation 5. They didn't stick the landing. PlayStation 4, boom, you get a PlayStation 5. I truly believe in this generation, regardless to what, both of these consoles become an app, right? And I see them both hedging their bets towards app land. Microsoft is a little bit more accelerated with the Game Pass and the cloud infrastructure, Azure and all this other stuff and the stuff that they're, Azure, and the stuff that they're doing uh, in the back end, right? Acquiring all these uh, developers and trying to have enough games that's inside the platform. I believe the platform is Game Pass. I do not believe the, the platform is the series consoles at all. I believe uh, they are the Trojan horse and Game Pass is actually the platform. Same thing with the PlayStation. I believe Jim is smart enough to understand that we need to have multiplayer games that can exist in this space. Everybody wants to have a Fortnite or a, um, a Call of Duty or uh, what is that? Uh, uh, that game from EA, Amped or something like that, whatever. Um, remember, yeah, yeah it's, it's a shooter. Avernum, is it? Avernum? No, no, I believe games with an A. You know, oh, Apex um, Legends. A- 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 oh, yeah, Apex. Yeah, yeah. Right. I th- I, so, yeah, they got a new one coming out this, this summer as well. But yeah, carry, carry on, sorry. Yeah, but that's what they want. That's that's the golden goose, right? And PlayStation is taking their services a little bit more seriously. That's why this deal with the ABK thing and all oh, we you need to block. They're stalling. They're not gonna. That deal is gonna go through. They're oh, stalling. Really? Oh yeah. Oh it's, okay. It's gonna go so through. So you I'm, you you think. You think this is just a speed bump in the road, essentially? Like, just yeah. like, all right, now it's going to take a little bit longer, but you're of the opinion that when it's all said and done, uh, Xbox will close on that deal and, and ABK will be theirs? Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting because Jez is of the opinion that this deal is 100% dead. Mm. There's, not even a, there's not even a chance. He didn't even give it a percentage, King. Not even a single percent, not even a point five percent, hundred percent dead. 
entitled to that thought. Um, I'm just of the of the rocky thought. I, I don't give up until actually there's absolutely no hope, right? Um, if the EU comes back and the EU approves the deal, that puts the CMA in a in a binder, and then the FTC is going to fold, and FTC folds. Then you go back to appeals court with the CMA. You can do a couple of things with those guys. You can, um, well, until y'all figure it out, we're going to have the company and we'll do um, Game Pass all over the place and it just won't be in your region. And then y'all figure that out over there when that happens. Um, I think it passes. And I'm not saying it's going to pass through clean. I saw, saw so much money being transferred from hand to hand and so much greed at that point where, where with the, the, the FTC and the CMA, there's a lot of man hours that's going in. There's a lot of overtime. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. People oh, yeah. are getting paid all around the board. Um, and I just feel that that part is why it's being blocked more so than them having any knowledge about the video game industry. Well, I do think, you know, my personal pessimism is that they just won't be able to cut through the incompetence of the UK regular. And right. I don't think Microsoft will... I don't think Microsoft fully appreciates how broken the UK is. The UK is a just dying state. The, the, the economy is absolutely screwed. The government's incompetence is, at every level, is just off the scale right now. You know, like the and they're just they are distracted. This CMA stuff to the government itself, they don't give a crap about it because they've got way bigger problems to deal with right now. Like they're they're currently being attacked in the media for their handling of the Sudan crisis because there's a lot of British, there's, there's like thousands of British nationals stuck in Sudan right now for whatever reason, and the government's done a very bad job of evacuating them. So they are like fully distracted and they don't like the CMA stuff to them is just like it's just not on their radar whatsoever. And you kind of need the government's, you need the government to overturn what the CMA says. And the government right. just handed the CMA a shitload of extra powers, like a ton of extra power. Um, and I kind of feel like the CMA's blocked it because they're partially because they've become power hungry. However, there are some developments coming down the pipeline. By the time this show airs publicly, Right now, it's exclusive on Patreon. There's a major piece of news for the UK cloud industry dropping on Wednesday. I'm under mm. embargo, so I can't say what it is. But the, mm. but something major is coming. Like it, it like no none of us here will be really interested in what the news is specifically. But the news mm -hmm. does have a major implications for the landscape of cloud gaming, and it pertains to Amazon Luna. By the CMA's logic, they say every single Xbox Game Pass member is a cloud user. Right, they haven't provided any data on how many members of Xbox Game Pass Ultimate there are in the UK, but there's only 25 million globally. So let's like estimate that even if it was half, even if it was like half of the 25 million, which obviously it almost certainly isn't, there's someone in the UK, Amazon, who who has a bigger cloud platform now with Amazon Luna because every Amazon Luna member in the UK gets it for free as part of Amazon Prime. So by the CMA's right. own logic and you know, Amazon was never mentioned in any of this stuff, um, not very prolifically anyway, by the CMA's own logic. Microsoft is not the biggest cloud provider in the UK anymore. So it's kind of like 
there are I think there are some ways they can trap the CMA by their own arguments if they're clever about it. I just don't I just I just have no faith in the CMA to just uh, back down because they have so much power and now it's going to be an ego thing for these people and oftentimes like the, the way the UK operates it's not in the interests the best interests of the people it's always like political scheming and all this mm-hmm. kind of messed up stuff the whole reason brexit happened brexit was like yeah. it was there's been no benefits of brexit whatsoever but the people in power they've benefited from the chaos that erupted from it they knew it was coming, so they knew where to make the good investments. And a, a few people at the top made a lot of money from all the chaos. You know, that's mm. that's and you know maybe maybe they think they can make some money from the chaos, the fallout of this. Maybe they some of them, some of their mates are shorting Activision stock. I don't know, but I just don't think they'll get it through because what benefits the regular person is just not what happens in the UK. So I think like. Uh, there's, I've just, I'm just thick with pessimism about that, and I want to believe that you're right and that it will get through. Um, but I really think like Xbox needs to focus on a plan B if it doesn't get through, because if the, they they can't bank everything on this deal, they can't. If do it. if what what type of monster do you think um these guys become? And I'm I'm just plainly talking about Satya and Phil, right? Um, because they have egos too. Yeah. Right? And, and 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 this deal doesn't go through. And, you know, Sony is still parading around. Yeah, we're, we're acquiring Boomboss Studios, you know, re- really Nifnod Studios that really haven't produced anything, but just bolstering up their bullpen. What type of animals... Do you turn them into, do you, do you now in turn turn Microsoft into that dark entity that you thought that they were going to become? Do you now make them that? Because this deal doesn't go through, right? Let's just say, let's, let's go into Jez world and this deal doesn't go through. What do you think Microsoft does from, they got to come out of pocket 3 billion. Now they're looking like, you know, they got shunned at the dance. Do they go out there and just scorch earth and purchase everything that they're able to legally purchase with no problems and go really hard and try to bury Sony in a way that they can't recover from? Mm. I mean, I did write an article to that effect. Like, PlayStation won't like what Microsoft becomes if the deal gets blocked. But I, I honestly, that. yeah, I, I don't know. if I don't know it's really hard to get a read on what they'll do, you know, because like you say, people do have egos and emotions do affect the way things go. So it could go either way. Like either they get angry and they're like, yeah, okay, we nearly got to turn up the heat. Now we start, we'll throw more money at Square Enix to, to land exclusives. We'll spend more money on contact acquisition. We'll start doing the third party exclusives. We, you know, we'll land Mortal Kombat exclusively or whatever, you know, these big name, franchises and we'll get them all into xbox game pass but microsoft like they were they were trying to do that with tomb raider and they got hammered so hard for it you know people crying and and the media crying and stuff they can't have that kind of passive attitude anymore if this deal gets blocked because they will have essentially been chewed up by all these predatory firms like playstation and google Mm -hmm. coming out there saying the deal's a bad thing even though they exited the industry you know um 
it's I think they might be back with Sony, but go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah, maybe. But in any case, I, I really think like, I don't know if they will get that predatory attitude or whether they'll just get the throw in the towel attitude because I've seen Microsoft do it before. Now, I've seen I've seen them throw in the towel before, and I think that's why, um, I think that's why Xbox fans get the the, the press and the Xbox fans and they smell blood in the water because. The problem with these big diversified mega corporations, they don't rely on any one specific business for growth. And that's why like right. Google Google can like literally shut down Stadia, refund everyone's purchases, and not even not even be a blip on their radar. They can have this kind of dispassionate attitude to things that people become a fan of. Like Microsoft took a seven billion dollar write down with Windows Phone shutting it down. Seven billion dollars after buying Nokia. And it didn't, it didn't, it wasn't a blip on their radar. So, like, I, I worry it could go that way. I worry that, like, you know... Think set... they'll do that after four generations, though? Well, that's the thing. You just, I just don't know. I don't know what's in Sati's head. You know, I don't know, like, if it feels just like, man, I, I, everything I try and do is just not working. You know, I bought Bethesda and they're putting out crap like Redfall. And I, you know, I try, I try to buy Activision, and we do everything right. We, were, I've been told, like the the people at the top of Xbox, they've never worked this hard in their life to try and get this deal over the line. And then some, some asshole regulators from a foreign country that have like almost little to no relevance to your business has come out and blocked it globally because of some arcane regulatory framework that hasn't been amended or you know reformed in the uk for decades and decades and decades um it's uh to say it would it would break me it would break me you know i like i'm gonna tell you jez i'm gonna tell you i'm I'm, I'm gonna calm your fears because it seems like you're doing soft talk tuesdays soft talk tuesdays (laughs) and um, i'm i'm just not gonna let your heart pump any kool-aid i'm just not gonna let it happen oh tell us Um, king tell us I, I I honestly I've looked into this man's eyes, and I I don't I've I didn't see quit in his face, like I I don't I don't see quit in his face. If he's not there, then that's a different question, right? That's a different conversation. If he's no longer the head of Microsoft, uh, game, well you know, Xbox, um, then that's different. Like the same way I knew Peter Moore didn't have any quit in him. Right, it's just certain individuals that are built of a sterner stuff that there's there's no quit there. Then they will go out and they will fight to the bitter end. And the fact that he got you know Satya to back him publicly, I think guys with that type of money have a level of ego that they don't take slights very easy. It's the reason why you know um, Jim didn't return uh bobby's phone calls when they were trying to you know hey man what's going on type of thing Mm -hmm. um these guys that that play in that side of the pool with this type of money they play for high stakes yeah i i know phil wants to bury this guy i know i know for a fact he wants to bury this guy because this guy raised up bs arguments and caused what would have been his biggest crowning achievement, something that he can actually ride off into Legacy. the sunset off of. Yeah. He messed this up. 
He got a he got a finger at the point. When you can laser beam something, you can get it out of there. That's why it's not going to be a PlayStation 6. Because hook or crook, this deal don't go through. Let's say King is wrong, and this deal don't go through. The animal that Microsoft becomes, PlayStation fans don't want. Y'all would have probably had a good existence. Let the deal go through. Y'all get Call of Duty and you shut up and go sit down in your corner and play your single-player games and have a good go. This, mm-mm, you're not going to like this. This is going to be a different animal, a different beast. That Microsoft that y'all say, oh, if y'all have so much money, how come y'all not the market leader? How come you don't do this? Okay. I think that happens. Yeah. Well, it'd be interesting. That would be very interesting to go down that that route. You know, deal gets blocked. All right, let's just take some of that $70 billion and go buy up a whole bunch of different things. That'd be definitely a ruthless strategy. Um, I mean, but that's, that's, that's the one that's, thing they haven't really tried is ruthlessness. Yeah, yeah. ruthlessness. Yeah. They're very much, a lot of, ex, they're like everything with the PR for the Activision deal was very much presented as, hey, we're the good guys. Yeah, we're yep. the good guys. We're your friends. We're not taking COD away. Understandable. COD makes too much money. I get it. But we're we're just the best. We want to be your friends, right? Um, you know, Jim Ryan doesn't want to be anybody's friends. Jim Ryan wants his money. So, you know, you have this, like, thing where, where it's like, all right, you know, kumbaya, we just want to be friends, rising tide, lifts all boats, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, you, this thing doesn't go through. Even though Phil has said, hey, it's not the end of the world, right? It's not... Uh, it's just an accelerant to our plans. It's not the whole plans. It's got to calm everybody down. It's got to calm the employees down. Um, you know, you do have to look at, like Jez said, plan B, like, okay, what are we doing for mobile now? All right. What are we doing on PC side? Okay. What are we doing to grow game pass? Right? Because these are all things ABK would have done. And it's like, all right, well now we got to, you know, like we need, we need timed exclusives. We need more deals. We need to go out and acquire more individual studios that won't get blocked. It's it'll be a very interesting thing to see what they would do if this deal does get blocked. But I mean, it seems it seems like well, it'll be a long time from now uh, to find out because yeah, you know, with the appeals, you're going into next year unless the European Commission actually blocks it in May uh, this month which then it'll be completely dead. And then, and then, you know, we'll see what happens. But, you know, transitioning to the here and now, today, uh, on, on May 2nd, a game that came out, finally, Xbox released uh, another game this week, a uh, AAA game, the first one from Bethesda since, well, their first one of, of their acquisition outside of Hi-Fi Rush. And, um, whoo, man, the reactions online have not been not been kind the reviews have been very harsh oh, and I, everything yeah. everything surrounding redfall has been quite bad ever since the announcement of the 30 frames that it wouldn't be 60 frames at launch and there was some speculation we even had be like well there might be other things wrong with the game blah 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 well here you go today there's a bunch of reviews and we're back to crack down three levels of mediocrity or initial sea of thieves levels or state of decay two levels to the point where 
which caused Phil Spencer back in 2019, Phil's, you know, Phil Dominus Maximus Aurelius Spencer to publicly apologize at the game awards for the state of the games his teams were releasing, right? Mm-hmm. And ever since then, been much better, right? Publisher of the year in 2021, putting out bangers. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought this was going to be the new Xbox. Yes, right? Putting out really good exclusives, despite them not being of a bigger nature. You know, that's always kind of the claim. Uh, 2022, not good. Finally, okay, we got Redfall. It's here. It's coming. And, well, it's uh, poor quality, at least according to the reviews. Um, I know Jez has played it. We'll get to him in a minute. But this is this is about you, King. I want to know, know how you're feeling. Have you played Redfall? How are you feeling about the current discussion around xbox and all the things that kind of go along with it i played a hot 20 minutes hot 20 okay (laughs) a hot 20 minutes because i was coming onto the show and i was downloading it while i was trying to i told you i was playing fortnite yeah right you know you had a force uh the star wars stuff i'm a junkie for the star wars stuff and then the fact that you got uh you know fortnite i'm a junkie for fortnite so boom (laughs) made instant crack how much Um, how much how much is the stuff for fortnite and as someone who doesn't engage with that, like the Star Wars stuff, do you buy do each of those buy individually? Do you oh, buy no, them no, like, no. like you can um you can play the game without buying anything? Right, um, I know, I know that. But specifically, if you want Anakin or if you want Darth Maul or if you want Padme, how, how much well, does that cost? So there's um you can go inside the store right now, and I think um Anakin and Padme cost something like probably like nine bucks. Okay. And uh, and they come with gliders and you know stuff, little peripherals, and then the Dolph Mall. He's a part of a separate battle. Now, now, this is the first time I've seen them do this. We already have a battle pass. This is a special battle pass. It's only going to be up for twenty days. That allows you to get every type of uh, stormtrooper, like the the <laughs> desert trooper and all this other stuff. But at the end of it, Dolph Mall, a character that I don't believe to the best of my knowledge has been available in Fortnite as a, a purchasable character or unlockable character is there that cost me 1000 V bucks which probably is like $3.99 okay yeah. it's fair pricing 20 yeah, no, bucks very fair fair pricing. Pricing. yeah yeah but um yeah so i was doing that and I said, you know, I got, I got to get on the show. I got, I got to cut this out. And you know, I was playing with uh, Hot Monkeys, Loving, and, and Galveston. And I was like, yo, I got to go, guys, because I got to jump on um, the Xbox Two show. And I said, I need to play this Redfall real quick. So I threw it on, and I picked the yellow character, um, the Vavian, whatever, Dave, Dev or something. Yeah. So, and I only took that because I was on. Colt show last night, and he said he should have took that character. So oh, I was, okay. I'm a, Who did Colt pick? Who did, did Colt pick the sniper? No, he picked or, the the girl. Uh, uh, Layla. Yes. Yes. Okay. The purple. So I said, okay, fine. Let me let me take this guy. Boy, um, from initial, from an I I had to look at my controller to see if I was I had a 360 controller. Oh. <laughs> resolution, res, resolution wise it's it's this gen in a resolution only in resolution sake only 
everything else, oh boy, like it. Hmm. Speechless. You're speechless, bro. <laughs> and you, you're and you're normally never speechless. You always got something to say. This took me like because I, you know, how when somebody tells you it's, it's terrible, and you're like, ah, I can't be that bad. It's that mm-hmm. bad. It's, it's 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 that bad. And I just did 20 minutes of it, and I said, you know what? I'm going to throw myself, you know, head first into this thing and try to play it a little bit more. But I'm a, I'm gonna tell you, and it's little things. And you know, Colt said it too last night. It's when you go to the door and you go to open the door and you just press X and open the door on a 2023 game, you should turn the handle, mm. right? It's, it's little things like that, but the graphics, the, the, the polygons seem hard. Like it did some, it was some tearing. It was some clipping on some stuff. And I'm just like, this should not be this. It should not be not now, not right now. This, this, you you shouldn't have this in this game because I'm going off of their previous works, you know, pray and stuff like that. And I'm saying to myself, was this Microsoft fault that they wanted a multiplayer game that's completely always online that can live inside game pass and took them out of their comfort zone to make instead of a single player story driven narrative game into this game that you need to have your friends there because the moves collaborate with each other i don't know who to put the blame on right now but i know taking a a, a studio that's used to doing one thing and then telling them hey do this how about this and make this and let's see how this works and expecting it to come out you know uh a plus the first go I don't think that's a good idea and it's, it's bearing fruit in, 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 in its nature right now, because I'm telling you very few games. do I turn on and I'm saying, a lot of those dudes is right from the jump. And that's not exactly what I wanted to hear. I'm a huge arcane. I mean, I'm a huge red. I can't speak. I'm a huge arcane fan. Right. Right. Um, I wasn't playing this game. I, we had this conversation and the whole 30 frames thing was brought up. I'm like, I'm not touching Redfall until 60 frames, right? So I haven't played it, so I'm kind of just reading all the reviews and stuff, and like, yeah, it's shocking, you know? People talk about quality control. Like, where's the quality control? How can you release something in this state? You know, especially, like, PlayStation, Nintendo might be able to get away with it, right? But Xbox is fighting that uphill momentum, man. You know? Do you think it's uh, fair? Life ain't fair. Right. <laughs> so right. What is, right. Yeah, life ain't fair. I mean, yeah. So it's like this is the thing. This is this is the thing Xbox is fighting against. And you have to be you have to do everything better than your competition. It's just that's just a simple fact. Right? And you know, seeing seeing these things and seeing that the release, it, it just gives me flashbacks to 2019 and seeing Crackdown three, you know, <laughs> and, and and like State it's of the K two. It's not Crackdown three. I'm just saying, it gives me flashbacks. You see that yellow sixty. Remember all the memes and things but, that everybody used to I'm, make about it, right? Fun. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I had I had fun with. It. I don't know if I'm gonna have fun with this game, but let me let me ask you, Jess. Let's let's keep it real, right? <laughs> let's keep it real. 
Did you care about this game when this game mm. was announced? Yeah. I mean, p- purely on the basis that it's arcane. You know, I'm like, Prey is in my top five games of all time. I absolutely adore Prey so much. And I love Dishonored as well. And, Me- you know, so it was on my radar on that basis. However, I was always worried about it because it looked like, it looked like shallow Zuma bait trend chasing stuff. Like everything, mm-hmm. everything about it just looked kind of like, you know, we, you know, gunning for teen audience or whatever with, mm-hmm. the, with the music and the, the delivery and the, the, the sort of, we're, we're not so serious about the writing. Here's some weird jokes and, and stuff like that. So I was nervous about it from that outset. And, but I, at the same time, I was kind of like, well, you know, maybe I'm not the target audience. That's fine. But maybe there's a good game beneath that. Cause I play games that aren't, aren't typically in my target audience all the time, you know, like, like Pokemon, <laughs> for example. So, uh-huh. um, I can, I can look past that kind of stuff as long as it does what it's trying to do. Well, you know, as, if right. that's its goal, if it does it well, then great. Um, so I was nervous about it with regards to that. The 30 frames per second drama didn't really bother me that much because, you know, I'm on the record of, of being a filmic guy, you know, it's uh, no, much, no. much, yeah, much to, yeah, much to people's chagrin. Like it doesn't bother me being playing, playing a cinematic single player, non-competitive game at 30 frames a second. Doesn't bother me. I try and play Overwatch 2 at 30 frames now. It'll make me make me rage. In fact, like I play Overwatch 120 frames a second now, and okay. go, even going back to 60 frames is an issue. But that's competitive play, right? And right. like if it's cinematic, if it's a game like Plague to our, Plague to our Requiem, or I was I was always going to play this single player and they advertised it as being viable single player game, and they always said it's still got that arcane immersive sim aspect to it. So I just kind of had this, I cl- clung to hope like this. We didn't get invited to the previews, um, which I'm honestly glad about now. But, you know, they, they were mad that I leaked the launch date, I think, because I, I leaked the launch date a few months ago um, and uh, I leaked some other stuff about it. And, um, you know, we talked about uh, the frame rate stuff just didn't bother me. So... They did give me a review copy on, was it Thursday night or Friday morning? Hmm? The day before, right? No, no, no. Um, uh, well, I had like I had like three or four days with the game, something like that. Okay. So like, I was in the very first preview wave, thank God, and I played it really hardcore over the weekend. So I pretty much did nothing else. I was like, I'm going to review this, I'm going to hit embargo, and I'm going to get through the whole game. And I did. I'm like one of the few people who completed it. And when I was killing bosses and stuff, I was getting zero zero percent achievements, which makes me wonder: Am I the first person on Earth to have killed this boss on Xbox Live? Because um, you, you know, when it's a rare achievement with zero percent, that you know, that does that mean nobody else has done that achievement? I don't know. That's you. Yeah. So I, I hardcored it, no lifed it, and. Uh, Randall, Randall tell you when I was DM- DMing him, I was like, mm. I was so desperate to love this game. I was like, I was like, my initial impressions were bad. I was like, oh my god, this sucks. And I've seen, I've seen a video. No, 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 no. Your initial, your first thing to me is like, I'm playing Redfall, and then the next okay, thing was, yeah. your next thing was Redfall's awesome, bro. And I'm like, all right. And then it just, King, I swear to God, like Jez is just posting like over five hours 
of just like his like you know uh, thoughts <laughs> on paper, and it just continuously got worse. Started off, <laughs> Redfall is awesome, and then by the end, I don't even want to say what he what he said at the end because it's hyperbole. <laughs> but yeah, hyperbole. Thank you very much. Hyperbole. Yes. Yes. But uh, but um, <laughs> but yeah, like the ver- the very first the very first area, I was like, okay, they are deliberately showcasing me that they they've got immersive sim dna they want you to find a key like there's loads of different ways to escape the boat you can smash the window you can you can search you can you can break the emergency release on the glass and then exit through the gate or you can climb up and go over the top and there's like a secret shotgun there and stuff like that i was like okay great like they're showing me this is what it's going to be about and then you exit the boat and there's like this amazing eclipse scene which again, I think that's when our message ran. I was like, "Oh my god, this looks amazing!" Like the 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 water's <laughs> curled up and it's frozen. It looks really cool. The lighting's coming down, and then and then the first problem. And I've seen other people post this clip now. The very first enemy that you meet in the game has his back turned to you, which says, which obviously says, "Stealth, kill this dude." So I go up and I try and stealth stealth kill the guy. But the problem is there's a there's a weird bug where he's on like a weird he's on like a rock or an incline and your character can't physically get close enough to him to do the the ex the the, the melee attack. So you just right. end up punching midair and then that just alerts him and then you just have to shoot him normally because you don't have any silence weapons. So you end up shooting him with your gun and then that alerts everyone and then boom, it's like you've ruined the stealth aspect of the game already. And then, like, I get to the next group of enemies, and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stealth. I'm gonna do it properly now. I'm gonna stealth kill this guy. And then I, I sneak up behind the dude, and I'm expecting, like, I'm expecting, like, you know, like in Dishonored, where you get the option to choke them out, or you get the option to assassinate them, or whatever. There's none of that. You literally just go up, punch the guy in the leg, and he instantly just drops down dead. Like, it doesn't matter where you punch him. If you punch him on his on his foot, that kills him. And I'm just like what the hell is this what is this 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 doesn't feel like an arcane game right now this isn't the quality i'm used to from arcane where there's there's no there's no actual stealth layer to the game it's like this it's like i'm like i'm sitting there thinking i know you've got the code for this (laughs) the code exists for a stealth kill because i've experienced it repeatedly in dishonored and it's just not there there's nothing there but it gets from there it just gets worse if you're trying to play it like a regular arcane game like there's no the ai has no system for seeing dead bodies so if they see a dead body they will go into the mild oh i heard something state so like they see yeah so they see a dead body they don't they don't care there's a dead body there so like when you when you do eventually get like a there's, there's also there's no silenced weapons either there's either weapons that are quiet or weapons that are loud. Weapons that put them in the, huh, I heard something state, or weapons that put them in a full, oh, I definitely heard something state. And those are the only two AI states that exist in the game, which is which is not an immersive sim. So Did, when, you, did you play Deathloop? Not to cut you. I, I did, but not that much, because I I I just didn't like... I'm gonna try playing Deathloop again after after Redfall just to double check wh- wh- whether I'm crazy or something. But I did that right. after completing Redfall. I reinstalled Prey, 
because I was like, am I crazy? Was Prey right. like this? And am I just nostalgic? And it's just like, no. Prey is objectively a better game in every single way. And I'm going to do the same with Deathloop to see, like, what the hell's going on here. But I, I dropped off Deathloop because I, I did the first loop and then I was like, I don't care enough about this to do the loop again. You know, I just right. I just kind of immediately dropped off it and I had other stuff I needed to play for work. And But I'm going to give Deathloop another try, but... I mean, did you like Deathloop? Did you did you enjoy Deathloop? Um, did you play it? I liked I liked a couple of things about Deathloop that I can see is a, a stark difference than Redfall. Like the level of detail in certain uh, areas, um, just the way the world is presented, it just seems like they took more care and and time with Deathloop. I don't know if it's the same studios either, right? They're not. So, they're different they're studios. Arcane right. Leon did Deathloop, but Arcane Austin did Prey, so it's kind of like. And man. Arcane Austin did Redfall. Yes. Yep. Yes. And they with, last um, game with ra- with Round Roundhouse Studios and Arcane Austin made Redfall, and Arcane Leon mm-hmm. made um, Deathloop, but. The both studios together made Dishonored One and Two. They've only since then broke off into separate entities, which I'm starting to wonder: was that a massive mistake? <laughs> Huge mistake. Yeah, they should have kept them together. Then you know, um, I don't. Somebody had to see this game. I don't. I don't care. The, no game gets gold and shipped out the door without people sitting down and playing it and the fact that the embargo a lot of people got the the game um i think it was like that saturday or that sunday because i got a lot of text messages in the background um some people didn't get it as early as you did or you know colt or whoever and got a chance to play it long enough to give a thorough opinion of it they they knew what this baby was and it gets to the point where is it time to uh, get our ROI uh, off of this uh, product because mm-hmm. it's been in development and let's throw it out there and see what it does. If it, if it dies, it dies. Uh, Drago's feeling to it. Or they really didn't care about the product in the way that we cared about. They made us care about it because I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to be 100%. Give me, give me Starfield. I didn't care about this. Give me Starfield. Give me Starfield. <laughs> I, I don't care at, at all. I mean, I thought it was going to be uh, Left for Dead. And then once I found out it's not Left for Dead, oh, okay, uh, don't care that much about it. And then you was like, 30 frames. I'm like, really don't care too much about it at all. Uh, and then come to find out it's like this Hyper 360 game. I'm like, I really don't care. And they made us care about it. All the branding behind it, flying people out or, uh, you know, inviting. And everybody's getting controllers and everybody's talking about blood. And this is the the guy who did the music. And they really kind of force fed this stuff to us. And we are sitting here like, all right, now deliver this great game. And it's like, kablawi, here you go. And that's just not it. So I, I don't yeah, know. And it's not even like it's like, all right, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a, the core is bad. It's also like there's performance problems and there's glitches and there's bugs, which 
implies the game needed another day. You already delayed it once for a year, right? Back in 2022 to 2023. So like your question of like, well, did they play it and realize there's no salvaging this? Let's just put it out and just cut and run. And we're going to go work on something we want to work on. Cause I, Look, and take my opinion on this for what it is, because I haven't played it, right? I've seen videos. I've talked to people who've been reviewing it. But Arcane is known for single-player immersive sims. That is what they're good at. They may be the best. This always seemed to me, even though I was looking forward to it because of the pedigree of the studio, was that, that, was that Arcane and Bethesda were chasing a trend because... Uh, they ran into issues. You remember Save Player One, uh, mm-hmm. E3 that one year, and then the following year they had all these, they had all these like games as a service: Wolfenstein, Youngblood, Fallout seventy six, and they weren't good. And to me, it almost feels like Arcane Austin was kind of like, all right, we might be on the chopping block. We need to make something that sells. What's popular right now? And they ended up making a uh, open world co-op looter shooter, basically Far Cry, right? And that's not up the wheelhouse of what Arcane can do. So, okay, you spend all this time working on it. Maybe you hope it comes together in the end, right? And Xbox acquires you. And now Xbox is kind of like, all right, you don't necessarily have to do what you were doing. Like, there was leaks before we've seen it. There was supposed to be a microtransaction shop in this game. Not there anymore, right? So maybe that was one of the things that helped with the acquisition, where it's like, oh, you don't have to do this, right? Right. But the game just never comes together. The game's just kind of soulless, you know. uh, It's just kind of aimless. It doesn't have uh, the fun factor that other games like it do, and it's just kind of just, it's an experiment that just didn't pan out. So it's like, all right, you have you already delayed it once. Maybe you thought it would it would uh, it would uh, gel together by the end. Now, okay, doesn't look like it will, right? Still got bugs, still got issues, still doesn't look great. And then, oh, can't do sixty frames on the world's most powerful console. This is oh. our first next gen game at seventy bucks as well, by the way, right? It's like, all right, so you have a decision. We can delay it again, right? Another six months. We can we can we can make the glitches go away. We can make the bugs go away. We can get the sixty frames at launch. Delay it again. But it, if we do, and that stuff's fixed, does it actually salvage the game in any meaningful way? You know, is the AI going to be any better? Is the game going to look any better? Is the quest going to be any better? It's kind of the same thing sense I get from right now from Rocksteady's um, Suicide Squad game. It's like people have seen it. And now they're like, oh, we're delaying it nine months, but is anybody expected to be any better when we see it again in nine months from now? You know? So there's a part of me that sits there and is like, all right, did they just take the approach of like, fuck it. We just need this out. We just need to get this out. Cut our losses. We need to just move on and we need to get Arcane working on something else, which is horrible to say because in my mind, I sort of feel like that's what's going on here. And I hate to I hate to say that because this is this is exactly what Xbox does not need. And I know there's a lot of talking back and forth about like, hey, who's responsible for this, right? 
Is it Bethesda? Is it Xbox? Is it a combination of two? And it really doesn't matter what the answer is. Yeah. If, if it's Bethesda, whatever. If it's Xbox, whatever. The problem is this game reflects 100% on Xbox. Even if it's completely Bethesda's decision, everything they do is now Xbox. So it reflects poorly on Xbox's first party. It reflects poorly on the decisions of the leadership team. It reflects poorly on the brand in general. So now you have this huge dark cloud where people are just making fun of the platform again. Like we had went through this for years and people are just laughing it up. I mean, it's kind of funny when, I don't know. It, to me, it's hilarious, King, because you had like people who were, who were making fun of Redfall forever. And <laughs> then as soon as they found out a PS5 version was canceled, they all wanted it, right? Yeah. They all want her and clamoring for it and crying for it. And then, like, obviously the game comes out and it's like, oh, yeah, you can keep that. It's like, well, that's not what you guys were saying literally, like, a month ago. You guys were, like, crying. You couldn't have it. But now that it's not good, of course, it's an Xbox exclusive. Like, <laughs> it's, just a, it's just a really sorry state. Like, because Xbox fans deserve better than this. Uh, you know, would, and would you have put it out. Would you have put it out in October where it made sense for to have a vampire type theme game around uh the holiday yeah. is horror? I didn't, I didn't get the idea of it. The reading for me, reading the reviews, I get the distinct sense that they felt this game was unsalvageable. Mm. Like. And I don't know because I haven't really played it, but just like looking at everything, I, I I think even if it was no bugs and it ran perfectly, I still think people would be like, eh, this isn't really anything special. Like it's just missing that something. Yeah, I, I heard it's missing um, those interactions, uh, those moment to moment things that keep you enthused in the game. Because right now I'm playing Jedi Survivor. And, you know, we had on Patrick, uh, the lead uh, encounter divide, um, uh, developer that uh, worked on those moments where sometimes you're traversing the world and you don't really have much to do. They give you something to do. Like if it's scripted or non-scripted, they worked an algorithm where there was always something happening in that uh, three to, what is it, uh 15 seconds span uh, that you stay engaged because they want to keep you engaged in the, in, with the controller. From what I'm hearing, Redfall doesn't have that aspect to it. It's a lot of, um, a <laughs> lack of a better word, dead space <laughs> when you're going from objective to objective and not too much in between. Is that yeah, accurate? Uh, what? Yeah. Is that accurate, Jez? I think so. I think it's, we got this. There's just this uncanny. I feel like there's a disconnect. Right. There's a disconnect between Bethesda and, and Xbox, and you know, like as you guys have been talking, I've been I've been digging, I've been digging, right? Because <laughs> I don't know if I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but there's this rumor floating around that. Um, that Xbox denied a delay to the game. Some so a, a French a French outlet or leaker mentioned mm -hmm. that um, an employee from Arcane Leon had claimed to them 
that Xbox had denied their request for a, an extension uh, to delay the game. But you know, I've just <laughs> I've been speaking to my own sources, and I've got I've got sources now at Bethesda, which you know, yay, um, which Let's is, go Bethesda uh, sources. Yeah, yeah, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's been hard, but I, we've done it, and finally. But like, just just like you know, f- f- learning things on background because there's so much BS out there. You know, Phil Spencer's trending on Twitter and stuff because people are blaming him. But from what I'm hearing, this is all on Bethesda. It's it's like people don't realize how the merger still hasn't fully happened yet, you know. And yeah. they're still operating as separate entities. And I think it kind of it boils down to, like, you know, Xbox has to run the Xbox stuff that they're trying to run. And they're struggling to run that by itself. They kind of need to rely on Bethesda to run itself to some degree. But I think what they don't realize or appreciate, which is what you guys are talking about, is that when Bethesda falls over, it reflects badly on the Xbox brand. I think Mm -hmm. Minecraft Legends didn't reflect so hard on the Xbox brand because it's multi-platform. I think people people have this vision of Mojang being separate to Xbox. And everyone accepts that Mojang is separate and exists as a separate entity to Xbox. But people don't see Bethesda that way. And it's like when you guys mm-hmm. were talking about a second ago, the people the people people who uh you know said Redfall look mid and then they found out the PlayStation version was cancelled and then they were mad about it and then <laughs> now now they're all trolling the game that it that it's failed and saying, Oh, we didn't want it or whatever. It's kind of like that that whole discourse is avoided because with Mojang because everyone accepts Mojang separate and all their games are sort of multi-platform as well. So like Minecraft Legends, even though Minecraft Legends is also aggressively mid, I don't think anyone would deny that. Um, even me as someone who likes strategy games, I was just like, I can't, I can't extract the fun from this, you know. Right. So I, but it, I, I don't feel like it reflected on the Xbox brand because I was just kind of thinking, well. Minecraft people will like it, and by all accounts, they do like it because it's hit millions of players apparently. Um, but whatever. Um, I think uh, the, the, they they need to explore whether or not they want Bethesda to be a separate entity, or whether they want to pull it closer to Xbox because it is reflecting on the brand. The way they've done this is all about how it's reflecting on the brand. I think, and um, I don't know where they go from here. You know. Do you think that happens after Starfield releases? Man, it's it's just really hard to say. I I think like Phil, they clearly have to be more involved in a game like um, Starfield because of how much how much of a flagship entity it is for Xbox's quarter. I think yeah. like maybe maybe something like Redfall slips under the radar a little bit because you know it's they're based in Austin, Texas, which is like a thousand million miles away from Microsoft and. You know, I I highly doubt Phil was down at Arcane Austin checking on Redfall. You know, he shouldn't have to either. He's the CEO. Where's Matt Booty? Well, that's another thing. It's like Matt Booty's got all of his own studios to run. Where was Todd Howard? You know, who who is like who is Todd Howard? Howard Howard is his own game he's making. Well, that's exactly it. Like who's who's the Matt Booty of Bethesda? I guess. Oh, where's Harvey Smith? Hines, right? Do you want me to read? Uh, I don't know what Pete Hines, wasn't Pete Hines a marketing dude? But dude, I'll, yeah, re- yeah, I'll read you. I'll read you what Harvey Smith, 
said in a press release about Redfall. Um, okay, so this is this is a press release. We're on the cusp of re- launching Redfall. The team at Arkane Austin is extremely excited for the prospect of opening it up. The game represents a blending of Arkane's immersive sim values, BS, absolute BS, with open world and co-op play, an undertaking that has been an awesome, mind-blowing ride. Ricardo Bear and I have tremendous appreciation for our teammates at Arkane Austin and Ra- Roundhouse Studios, along with everyone else who helped. We hope that players end up loving Redfall as much as we do. From everyone who works on the game at Arkane Austin, Roundhouse Studios, and elsewhere, we can't wait to watch you play and stream. Looking forward to playing co-op with you. That... What? This is Harvey Smith. This is the guy who gave us Deus Ex. This is the guy that gave us Prey. This is the guy, you know... And he's, he's sitting here... He's sit, like, when I read that email, I was like, oh, damn like immersive sim elements like they're re- they're really serious about having this there's the, the immersive sim elements is like i don't know the 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 the, the bones of the dry bones of a of a a drunken kfc after you've eaten it it's like there's just there's just nothing there man there's nothing there there's nothing left dude all right do you think they knew that what they had on their hands i King? don't know yeah yeah but why did, why did he send me that email then because bro. it's PR, bro. I mean, they got yeah. a game to sell. Like, they're not going to be like, well, thanks for playing our shitty game, guys. We're sorry. <laughs> like, they're going to try to sell it as much as you can. And, and there's the Game Pass thing where it's like, okay, you don't need to spend 70 bucks on it. Thank God, because nobody would buy it if you had if you had to. Uh, you know, and it's like, there, there probably will be people who, who enjoy it. You know, like, of course there will be, right? Uh, that's just, not everybody's going to feel the same way about it. So yeah, he's gonna put on put on a good face. It is his studio, it is his team, right? His his yeah. people. So he's gonna be as as positive as he can about it, right? That's to be expected. <sighs> I mean, it's it's crazy, right? Because uh, the why I write my review, right? <laughs> the best compliment I can give Redfall is that I don't hate it. Because honestly, <laughs> I got I got through the game, and it's not like I was sitting there. I, I was sitting there thinking I had a horrible experience. Because it was still fun teleporting to different buildings, luring enemies into traps with a flare gun, sniping dudes from a long range. It was still, it still had those elements of like fun stuff. And I reviewed Far Cry 6, and I think Rand, Rand will remember how depressed I was reviewing that game. Yeah, you were. Because yeah. I was like, I'm so sick to death of Ubisoft bland open world. But for some reason, I think I didn't get that feeling with Redfall because it's sort of like it didn't it didn't ask too much of me, you know. Like I right. feel like 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 Far Cry wants you to do, you know do all this extra stuff to and there's like millions and millions of different bosses. I could I could see the light at the end of the tunnel with Redfall, so I was like I I could see it on the mission board how many missions I've got to go before before this can end. So I was just sort of. I was enjoying it for what it was. And I think, like, Randall say, like, Redfall may find its fans. And I actually think, like, I actually think the the core ideas behind the game are pretty, pretty interesting. And I, I enjoyed the story. And the story has some great beats, you know. And those sort of shades of arcane brilliance do occasionally come through. Like, their writing is really sharp you know still and the the villains are truly hateable i think that's one reason i i, pref- I actually liked redfall a little more than far cry 6 was because 
the villains were really hateable and really interesting, unlike Far Cry, unlike Watch Dogs Legion, and, and all these other Ubisoft games where they're just you sort of like... Positive they, stuff they, that you said about it. Yeah, I mean, there is, I mean, I gave it 6 out of 10 at the end of the day. Like the did, game, did you play it with friends? I, I played a little bit with friends, but, you know, I, I don't have... I don't have any friends. I, <laughs> I, I, play, I played it with Bethesda PR, for God's sake. You know, oh, that's what's <laughs> um, uh, I played it with some like some devs and stuff, and uh, because they were they were doing sessions and whatever, and um, you know, they were trying to, you know, explain explain where the fun is. You know, and I, I'm just kind of like sitting there thinking, mm, you know, but there, there's so there's so much that just went went wrong with this. I don't know, like it sucks because I, I really. I really, I mean, even though I really didn't care too much about the game, and I know that's going to come off as damage control, and like, oh, King, you didn't care about it. Oh, um, I wanted it to, to score high for those people that like that Metacritic stuff. Um, I, I wanted a game that can fill the shoes of Left 4 Dead, and I didn't get that with Back, with Back for Blood at all mm. i didn't get it from that evolution game evolve oh, didn't that, get it from that, that. Game terrible. yeah you, but yeah, i okay. went in both feet you know 100 yeah. percent because I, i'm a left for dead dude and I, I that's and i i guess that's what i held on to i said if they can get some type of remnants of it and get some type of working order of it and i saw the cgi trailers of, that's why i'm not a fan of them uh and I saw the game, and it was looking good. CGI trailers, not the game. <laughs> and what it could be. I think we should just ban CGI trailers and force these companies to show you what show the you product what it really is. Yeah. Like, you know, opposed to us dreaming on what it could be, you know, and getting what it's not, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, we, we, we do only have King... For a very short period of time, which we apologize oh, for. Normally, we do these for like two hours, right? But King has his own show. He's got to do with Datic here really soon. So, want to get him out here. Um, I'm going to ask you uh, a question, King, because right. I want to know this. We got the showcase coming up on the 11th. What do you need to see from them? From Starfield? Well, I mean, yeah, with Starfield, you know, it has its own show. But is there anything you need to see? At this year's uh, showcase, gameplay, gameplay, <laughs> gameplay, <laughs> like, like real gameplay. I'm. You get to the point where you're so tired of the PR talk and the spill. You don't want to be disappointed because I heard a lot of people going in on Jedi Survivor talking about the you know the frame rate and stuff like that on PC. I only had one crash on console. To be honest with you. Uh, and you, I shouldn't have no crashes, right? That should, that should not happen. I had but like it, five crashes through the whole game. Yeah, you see, but you shouldn't. And I, this is the only industry where we accept this behavior. Uh, so, what I need to see from Microsoft is I need to see um, a, a doubling down, a fortified effort, and acknowledgement. And they won't do this. They will not do this acknowledging uh that redfall didn't hit the mark 60 metacritic games aren't and should never be the norm and they should 
they should not be acceptable. You know, uh, as, 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 as well as you're not having the ability to play it at filmic 30 frames per second and silky smooth 60 frames per second. You should have the ability to choose. I say it all the time. Give the consumer choice. Give them quality. You didn't give them choice and you didn't give them quality. So that's why Red Fail failed. Midfall, Red Fail? Yeah, they, I need to see that from from the, the showcase. I need to see quality and and I need to see the ability to choose. You know, but you, even you, even if even if Phil comes out today and apologizes for Redfall, does it mean anything to you? Aren't the words hollow at this point? How many yeah. times he's yes, yes said something to that same thing about apologizing for states of games? Show and prove. You know. Do you do you think I know the the common thing now is everything's riding on Starfield and start you know like are really. of that opinion as well? Do you think everything no, rides on Starfield? Not really. I, I noticed funny things like what what was that um the Benedict Fox right? Yes, uh, that dropped the same day or around the Star same Star Wars right right day before Star Wars yeah yeah Star Star Wars but around Redfall right I'm talking about Game Pass conversation right yeah okay right. It was like a constellation prize. <laughs> that was that was literally like oh, oh shh, shh, we have this as well. Um and and also Quantum Break came back around this time. So they was doing a lot of good PR stuff. They just didn't nail this 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 one thing. And I don't know. The showcase it, Phil doesn't need to talk. Actually, right now, I don't want to hear from him. I don't. Because I really don't hold his head accountable for this blunder. Whatever's going on, and from what I know, and I know some things, Bethesda and, you know, Zenimax teams, they, they, they kind of run themselves over there. Yeah. There's still a little disconnect that's happening. I don't want that disconnect to permeate and destroy the brand of Xbox. And if, if, Going over there and having to be heavy-handed severs a couple of, you know, ruffles a couple of feathers. Then you, you need to go over there and do that. And if you need to uh, rearrange people around there, I think then Sarah Bond needs to take control and she needs to be uh, the Matt Booty of Zenimax. I think she needs to go over there and, you know, uh, start to quality control because the stuff that she's done with Game Pass has been phenomenal. So... This might be, Redfall might be what precipitates her taking control over what's going on in Zenimax. And if somebody's listening, uh, you have a capable person that's there. And if Matt has too much stuff on his hands, then, you know, maybe it's her time now. Mm. Uh, yeah. Deeper integration. Um, I think that's, yeah. that's I'm probably going to write an article this week exploring that theme because I do think... I mean, even with Mojang, I mean, it's not okay. I'm still pissed about the super duper graphics pack. How, like, how are you gonna you're gonna have your marketing team make a literal musical for the super duper graphics pack for Minecraft, and then Mojang turns around a few months later and says, "Oh, by the way, we can't do it." Like, what? <laughs> and this is kind of it's a similar kind of thing where it's like Microsoft Xbox has grown rapidly for acquisitions, but they haven't 
done enough to integrate those teams. And I think, I think like they've got this sort of, they've got it in their head that it's like a rosy and it's a good thing to sort of keep the team separate, keep them independent of whatever. But I think like, it's just not working as they would hope. And some more oversight and support, direct support needs to happen. I think Microsoft needs to either grow or if it, if it has a team already for this, they either need to grow it or invest more in it so that there can be more help, support, and oversight and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. But we need to get King out of here. Yes. He's got to go do his own show. Thank you so much for coming on, uh, King. You're from awesome, ILP. King. Yeah. Uh, tell everybody where they can uh, check you out at. Well, right now you can catch me. <laughs> yeah, right now. Like literally in a minute, probably. In, in a minute, right? R&R with the Lords. That's on Iron Lords uh, podcast channel. Uh, combat talk with the king on Saturdays when there are meaningful fights like you know the Javante Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia fight. It was a stellar event. Everybody came out, supported, and it was great. It, it, it did really good numbers for me um, myself. Um, also, Iron Lords podcast Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're a long format podcast, but um, <laughs> by the time you look up, you you'll, you'll be like, wow, it was really five hours. <laughs> yeah you have a good time but thank you guys uh i do appreciate it i do appreciate the patreon and everybody else voting me in mm-hmm. and um, hopefully you know next time you know ran could just look over or jess could be like hey man come on in now hey, you know you were always on the list i was okay. always on the list you know yeah, i appreciate it Next time we we it can be on a better note. Uh, yes, I, when it, we, we, yeah, yeah, something yeah. something way better than, well, than this um, week. We 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 round. We were discussing doing our big XB two roundtable. Yeah, for the Xbox we're gonna have so we're, we have we to, have to get King, King on, King on, on for that. Everything. Yeah, thank you for coming on, King. Love you because you're the best. All right, thank you guys. Uh, catch y'all later. Yep. Take care, everybody. Have a good week. Later. We'll see you on Friday. Friday. <laughs> well, if the people who listen to this later won't, well, they'll see us the next Friday. Oh, we'll see you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Xbox 2, Friday. Uh, 9 p.m. German time. <laughs> what time? What time is it in America? I, I never can never, never remember this. It's 2 It's What, well, when we do the podcast? Two, 2 o'clock for me. 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 Pacific. Man, America's so greedy. Like, what does it want to have like 10 time zones? Why can't it just have know, one time right? zone? Anyway, yeah. Thanks to everyone for joining. We'll be back next time and uh, keep it gaming, as Rand says. Yep.